Welcome to The Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for The Walking Dead and AMC. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. I want to see how fast I can say that intro sometime. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't even think about it anymore. It's just like the syllables mean nothing to me. It just rolls out of my mouth. The syllables? Yeah, mean nothing. This week, we're discussing Season 3, Episode 2, titled Sick. Uh, what'd you think of the episode? Uh, Good. I was at the 30-minute mark, so pissed off, <laughs> yeah, so incredulous at what I was seeing from Rick mm-hmm. Grimes and company. Uh, I was ready to – you were there with me. I was ready to spit fire on the cast. <laughs> oh, I yeah. was going to – it was going to be one for the ages. And then, you know, Glenn Mazzara set me up, rope a dope me, put me on my ass. If we hadn't already done this last season, I would – play the intro uh where we go uh, it's lloyd and harry from dumb and dumber uh-huh. and talking about yeah. totally redeeming yourself uh-huh. yeah but yeah. we did that last season so yeah i can't can't beat that into the ground <laughs> <laughs> we would we would hate to beat any kind of running gimmick into the ground oh yeah no especially voices we don't want to do voices no no, no. uh so we have some news up front or i guess i should say what i thought of the episode um i'm mixed on it i thought it was good, and um, I was kind of with you halfway through. I was feeling meh about it. And then Rick came in and totally redeemed himself with a machete to the head. I probably shouldn't awesome. be so quick to to forgive because his bullshit yeah. flirtation with, uh, uh, you know, Vato's part two, Vato's harder, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, almost cost him his life. I was waiting for the nursing home reveal, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for I it. I wanted him to shave his head and there'd be massive flaming lips on the side of his skull. <laughs> well, we've got a couple things that are just about as bad. Um, so let's get into the news. Just one quick thing. AMC is back on Dish. Yeah. So if you're a Dish subscriber and for some reason you've uh, not abandoned it because uh-huh. AMC had abandoned it, mm-hmm. then uh, you got it back. Congratulations. A uh, little bit of show news. Um, the Bald Move Network just hit the 1 million download mark. Oh, my goodness. Just this week. Um, That's awesome. Which is amazing. Uh, <laughs> I yeah. looked it up, and there's an article like helping you to describe how much data something is. So so we okay. average, with our podcast sizes, that's about 40 terabytes of information Holy transferred. Holy cow. Um, <laughs> to put it into perspective, this article says a terabyte could hold 3.6 million 300 kilobyte images, which is your standard picture that you were going to take on vacation. Okay. Uh, or 300. Or 1 million podcasts. Or 300 <laughs> hours of good quality video. Or 1,000 copies of Encyclopedia Britannica. Uh-huh. Uh, How many 10 terabytes can hold the entire collection of Library of Congress. So we've wow. we've transmitted four libraries of Congress, which is the standard data. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing. I'm totally blown away that we ever hit a million like i I thought we could podcast for 50 years right and we will never hit a million downloads right and it's all Uh, it's all due to you good people yes i'm i'm like i said i'm blown away thank you guys so much i really got excited because i i originally carried the decimal point wrong and i thought we'd done 40 petabytes (laughs) oh my god and i'm like oh you could do a stack of floppies from here to the sun a million times (laughs) it's like no not quite we have we've transferred more data than google has (laughs) (laughs) anyway uh so yeah thanks a lot for helping us get there people yeah that's sweet people All right, do we want to get it into the outline? Hell yes, we do. No more news? Because okay. we got a shitload of feedback. That's the other announcement. Yeah. 
it's usually at the halfway mark when we start to make brutal cuts. I had to start making brutal cuts today because when I wow. first did the first draft of our feedback, we had 35 pages. We can God. read seven if I'm hustling. <laughs> yeah. So there's a few. I, I there's a few people that I had to cut. There's a few people that I had to cut like ten paragraphs down to one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I hope I got around everybody and anyone that I I completely cut it out. I tried to give a personal email to. So cool. Um, so thanks, that's coming up again. Uh, thanks for making my life uh, difficult on feedback <laughs> night. <laughs> Keep yeah. doing it. Keep it up. We love we love it. Yep. All right. Let's get into the outline. Uh, so we open up with uh, right where we left off last week. Rick and his gang are patching up Herschel, and they throw him on a makeshift gurney and haul him back to safety, um, all while they're arguing with the the new prisoners that they've met. Yeah, I was out on Vatos, too, from the beginning. I just couldn't take him seriously. I mean, he's yeah. out and bluff he, with his little sad snub nose, 38. Uh-huh. He's making demands, and like they're just ignoring him. They're like, "Yeah, whatever. Yeah. We got someone's leg off, okay?" <laughs> yeah, which is kind of awesome because I, I don't know. I mean, does Rick really see anybody as a threat to him now, or is Rick like the alpha dog? Well, I mean, if that guy, he didn't. I don't know because I wanted to say he's not dumb, but he kind of yeah. is. Like, if he had blown away, he could probably kill one of the people, and then he yeah. would instantly die, and so would all the other inmates because. Like if he shot uh, T Dog and, and Daryl had yeah. weapons, yeah. Oh yeah, they and they would not hesitate to to get them. So yeah. The other thing I want to mo- point out is there were way more zombies on the other side of that door than the one dude in the riot gear from last week. I thought so. Yeah, that was a little what the fuck for me. Yeah, and with the amount of noise they're making in that scene and them saying, oh, every time we made a single noise in this room, the zombies would try to bust in. Look, dude, they ran for my four or five zombies at I the know. end of the last episode and shut the door right in their face. So either these zombies have the shortest attention span of all time uh-huh. or... But that's what I'm saying. They can't because they would have been attracted by the noise, right? I guess. I mean, is this the, is this the first evidence we see of a limited zombie budget? <laughs> I don't know. They're like, you know, but they just had them made up. Shoot the other, shoot the, you know. There are a lot of zombies in this episode. I don't think it was limited zombie budget. No. And the way they do like block shooting, I Mm. fully convinced that they did that the same day. I don't, I did someone like tell the other zombies to go home and they had all their makeup (laughs) off and it's like, oh fuck, we had to get this one last scene in. We'll get the guy in a riot gear. We don't have to even put any makeup on him. Just, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so they get back, and Carol immediately goes to work on Herschel, trying to patch up his leg. Uh, apparently she's learned some skills from Herschel in the, the past eight months. That's, that seems legit. And yeah. I, and honestly, I can't... I'm glad. Believe, I'm kind of surprised. Let's say that we're in a computer virus apocalypse, mm-hmm. and you and I got in with a group of survivors, and it's vitally important that you know how to write computer code in this computer virus apocalypse (laughs) wow don't you think we would have attempted to teach multiple people the basics of the craft definitely yeah and that's that's one thing i think the show has done right all along because we saw that last season with shane trying to teach people how to shoot yeah um herschel's passing on his skills i like that just one person they've had eight months i would think that oh gotcha multiple people could do basic he should start like a training camp yeah they've really been on the run the yeah, entire time, I guess from, that's true. from what I gather. I guess that's true. So, I don't know when Carol had the time to pick it up, but apparently she did. 
Uh, the prisoners show up, and Rick goes out to talk with them. Uh, <laughs> well, Daryl first talks with them. <laughs> they don't yeah. like what Daryl's saying. And, and they get into a big argument. Vatos 2 calls him Gringo. <laughs> what is the guy's name? Do you know? I don't know. It's Thomas, I believe. Thomas? Okay. Or to- Tomas. Or to- Tomas. Yeah, like a Breaking Bad style. I just said, like, I, my notes literally say Gringo, period, Jesus, period. <laughs> like, I just can't believe how bad. <laughs> okay. Not like Jesus, like Jesus Christ. I can't believe how bad this dialogue is. Yeah, yeah. And thank God T Dog comes busting in to regulate because yep. he ain't having any of this either. Uh, and at this point, I'm openly like, they should just shoot this guy. Yeah, me too. They should just shoot him. There were a couple of times during this episode where I thought, okay, he's done. He needs to go now. Uh, and luckily, it happened eventually. But. We'll get to that. What do you think of Rick giving Glenn the job at euthanizing Herschel? Uh, I thought... Putting, putting Herschel down. <laughs> I thought, man, that puts Glenn in a hard spot there. Because well, what is Maggie going to think when Herschel rises from the dead, her father, and then her boyfriend just blows him away? Well, I think that you got to do that, number it, one. Certainly you I, do, yeah. And But the other thing is, Glenn's weak, man, because he couldn't do that one job. Well, no. No. No, okay, I see what you're saying, but he left, right? He he wasn't there when things started to get weird with Herschel. I know because but, because Carol had to go dissect a goddamn yeah. zombie. I mean, well, the reason he left there is because Maggie basically told him to. No, well, he went outside the door because she wanted to be left alone. But yeah, all the women basically got together and made Glenn feel uncomfortable, so he abandoned yeah. his post. Well, he wasn't going to until Maggie finally said. It's fine. Go. I get that. However, who's who's the boss like he was- here? Is this a dictatorship? <laughs> is this a Maggie ship? Because if it's I a Ma- if, if if you know Glenn's on the SS Maggie ship, fine. But uh-huh. Rick needs to remember that the next time he asks him to do something. Uh, fair like, enough. Yeah. You know when this old fucker comes back and starts chewing on your wife's face, which is <laughs> this it. close to happening. Come on, Herschel. You got one job here. You're this close to burritos and nachos. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, I just I just thought that that was a little little uh, little weak on the Glinsters part. Okay, fair enough. Uh, let's move on to the next scene. Uh, Rick leads the prisoners outside to see the carnage that is going on, uh, and they agree to help them clear out another cell block in exchange for half their food. Yeah, what is this? I mean, this again, I was livid bargaining yeah. for food. Well, when they took him outside, I was like, all right, shut the door behind him. Yeah. That's it. Game right. over. Yeah. I also want to say that this was a hilarious accent tour de force. Oh, my God. I mean, the Axel dude, when he goes, it was Attica on speed, man. <laughs> oh, my God. That was that was so good. And Rick was all, you know, we shed blood. I just. Oh. Yeah. Well, I like the one. Uh, it was Epic. a really terrible accent when he was. He was over Herschel, and he tells Maggie to put pressure on it. He's like, put pressure on this hard, hard. He, <laughs> he like, misses the the hard R in the uh-huh. first time he says it, and so he goes back and does it again. Right. Damn it, maybe they'll cut that. He hit it so hard, he dropped an R. Yeah. Hard. So, definitely awesome. Um, yeah, I wish he would have shut the door behind him, but yeah, what he's, are you going to do? Yeah, this is classic Beta Rick. Yeah. Uh, you know... Talking tough, but yeah, this is where you really started to get cream. mad. Yeah, he's he's walk he's talking to talk, but walking the cream puff. Yeah, and they they take this opportunity to 
reiterate to the audience that everyone's infected. Yes, yes. we know. We've known that since the end of season one. <laughs> but this Vatos 2 guy, he's just laughable. He's like, yeah, I guess we'll let you have that little patch that's laying by the stream. Rick's like, yeah, that's going to be our field. Uh, well, you know, uh, you guys got to clear out this up. Nah, that's not going to be necessary. I mean, at this point, just just shoot him, right? This yeah, guy, you I, know this guy's going to be a fucking asshole. Yeah, you could tell. You could already tell. He's, like, a, he's got an attitude. Like, I get you don't want to just execute any survivor you've come across. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I was just, I was mad because I remember saying, because I just reread the prison arc sequence. And I'm like, why aren't they doing this the way they did it in the prison? Because it was really well handled. Mm-hmm. It was the right amount of distrust, but also wanting to give people a new chance. This was just the the way they chose to play these two prisoners was just everybody was pretty much screaming, just shoot these guys. <laughs> yeah. They're more dangerous yeah. than the zombies mm-hmm. and stupid to boot. My, I guess my big question with these prisoners is why are they not more eager to get out of the prison? I understand that they're telling them it's or, hell outside. Or how can they be this naive about how the world is when they've been sitting in a dark no power prison for for ten months, ten plus months. They said. Yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah, there's. I they have a little bit of problem with the timing of all that. And that's the thing. Like, if they had been a little more rattled by that whole ten months of no contact, mm-hmm. then maybe I could see them not wanting to get out of the prison right away. But they weren't. So you would think they've been cooped up in this prison. They probably don't want to be there. Why aren't they leaving? Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't, it doesn't really look that bad outside, right? Well, there are a few zombies around the fence. There's a bunch of dead ones in the yard. That's the one thing I think Devato showed he had a little bit of brain is that he said, uh, you know, you've got folks breaking into a prison. Makes ah, me yeah. think there's no place else for us to go. And sure. then you go outside and you see all these. So, yeah, I mean, I, I get why. I just don't understand why when you're, you've got an armed and clearly determined group of people, you just saw someone chop another uh, dude's leg off. <laughs> clearly. Uh-huh. There are approximately zero fucks being given by this group, and they've got weapons, yeah. and they know how to use them. You just saw that they dispatched 50 of these guys all by themselves. Mm-hmm. I would think that they would be a little bit more conciliatory. Like, yeah, you know what? Uh, there is plenty of prison to go around and plenty of food, and we only got the one gun, and there's only six shots, and you got double that amount of people. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't like this guy, and I thought the actor no, they, got, they, they had was really shitty, too. Yeah, didn't didn't think he was a good actor. Nope. Okay, fair enough. Nope. Uh, I think th- I, I literally think he was the guy that missed the cut for the first Vato's casting call. They're like, we're going to keep your resume on file, and here he comes, shows up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the probably the best line in the episode, I think, um, is when Rick tells uh, what's his face, Mustache Man, uh, "You got more food than you got choices." <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, all right, let's move on. Carol continues to work on Herschel and worries aloud about Lori's baby. Um, talking about her giving birth soon. And that's when she gets the bright idea to go outside and try to wrangle up a zombie to practice on. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't actually see that yet, but you can see the, the, the eye, light bulb go on in the her head. The wheels turning. Yeah. She's like, she's eyeing Lori thinking, you know what? She's got the frame of a zombie. <laughs> There's more. I think Tom G's the first guy to say that. It's like it's interesting that Carol picked out a walker that was built exactly like Lori. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we got uh, some comments about that on Twitter too. Uh, 
Uh, moving I don't on. know. I think that zombie had better hair. God, it wasn't quite as straw like and <laughs> and matted down. And matted. <laughs> uh, Rick, Daryl, and T Dog investigate the food that they've negotiated for, and Rick gets a whiff of something foul. Oh yeah, I thought that was pretty funny that they've just been shitting in this room. That's right. That's right in out of the comic book though. Yeah, and that's pretty much what you'd have to do. Right? Uh, again, Vato Spain is like, yeah, you can have this bag of corn, maybe some tuna fish. <laughs> And his freezer full of shit. That's what I'm like. Fine. He's he's like trying to pawn star this guy. Yeah. Best I can do. (laughs) Hey, uh, we cleared out this prison for you and rescued you and, uh, you know, set you free after 10 months imprisonment. Uh, Can we have half your food? Uh, Bag of corn, can (laughs) of tuna. Best I can do. (laughs) And Rick is not negotiating here. Let me call my expert, Big Tiny. (laughs) Uh, Rick doesn't negotiate with uh, these guys, though. He's like, no, half the food was a deal. We'll no, right, that's the funny thing. It's like this is literally like a three-year-old saying, no, you can't have my toy. I just yeah. took your toy. Now you look like a jackass. <laughs> they have no power in this situation. Like I get it when you have a bluff and it's called, okay? Mm. But you, when you're bluffing with your cards in front of you face up and the guy can see, no, nah, I have more cards than you. I've got better cards. Yeah. It just makes you look like a jackass. Sure. And I don't know. I, I just – I was – thank God – Thank God we didn't have to endure multiple episodes of this guy. Yeah, I'm so glad he's dead. Uh, can you imagine if they'd drawn this out three or four more episodes with Rick's like, I don't know if I can kill this man. He's <laughs> and a man. asking Lori every time. What are we, zombies? I mean, yeah, right? He goes back for permission three or four times. And then Lori first says, how can you kill someone? And then says, "You should. why, why, why are these people still alive? And then he's like, well, Rick, have you thought about what, you know... Carl Jr. would think. Yeah, they're dangerous, Rick. And then Dale shambles in. Hey, you know? <laughs> oh, God. All right, moving on. Uh, Maggie expresses her doubts that her father's going to live. First to I don't want to unlive in this world anymore. Oh, Dale. <laughs> You're catching me off guard, man. You're just piling hey, up the jokes. I, ha- I I started this cast on an empty stomach and three fingers of scotch, and I got about a finger and a half left. It's going to be one of those casts. All buckle, right. Buckle up. Fair enough. That's more fingers than Merle has. <laughs> I don't know. He's probably still got four, at least. Uh, so Maggie expresses her doubts to both Glenn and Beth uh, about her father living through this. Why is Maggie so eager to see her I don't father know. dead this episode? I don't know. I, I Am I right? Say... She fe- It felt like she was wishing for him to die. She had, she had uh, Carol's fatalistic family hat on from last season. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah. I feel like there's a reason for that, but I didn't pick up on it. <sighs> yeah, that really is. I mean, it, it, it came it came to a nice character moment later on, mm-hmm. but it didn't feel like it was really properly earned. Yeah. Because if anything, you know, Maggie seems like she's a little bit more on the uh, Pollyanna side hmm. of, you know, half glass empty, half glass full. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Beth's in there modifying pants. Maybe she just drove her crazy. I mean, both Beth and Glenn want him to live more than Maggie does in this scene. I don't know. Beth, like, when this fucking zombie got its head blown off, like went into a suicidal depression. Yeah. So it's really weird to see. I don't know. Like I said, again, not so sure about the episode up at this point. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Moving on, Rick and T-Dog get back with food, and Lori gives Rick permission to kill the prisoners. They got a can you copia. 
cans in cans, cans in cans, cans. like yeah. Russian dolls nested together. Cans of corn, cans of cans. Five cans deep for freshness. Uh, yeah. So we we have a great scene here, right? I mean, this is what we'll the yeah. scene that we've been waiting to see, where Lori admits that she's a shitty wife and a horrible mother. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And it's the first smart thing the survivors did this episode. They uh, they cuffed Herschel, you know, yes, in case yeah. he does come back to life, mm-hmm. unlife, whatever. And of course, it's at Rick's behest. I mean, he's he's kind of the instigator of that, and he's a smart one now. He's doing the things that no one else thinks to do so, or wants to do. So this is the stuff that he craved from Lori last year. She's absolving yeah. him of a murder, saying, I know you've got a good heart. You're not a killer. you got a clean conscience. And Rick just walks off. Mm-hmm. What do you think is going on underneath that sheriff's hat? Can I that he's not wearing refuse anymore? to answer that until the end of this episode? Okay. Because I want to talk about that in the final scene, actually. Well, just remember to, because I've got to take on it, too. And, and uh, I'll bring it up. I've okay. got it in my notes. Okay. So. Um, I guess we'll move on. Rick and Daryl explain how they're going to clear the cell block and exactly how to kill a zombie. I'm glad they gave these detailed directions, which are completely ignored. Yes, I mean... (laughs) Ain't gotta tell us how to take down a man. That's the thing. I mean, they... He specifically says, all right, don't break ranks Uh and aim for the head. Right. These guys... Oh, I wanted to choke these guys. Yeah. As soon as this next scene starts up, because... The shanking scene was the dumbest thing I've seen in a long time. Especially with Axel, like, you want to taste me? <laughs> Is that what he said? Yeah. You want to taste you me? Want, not only do you want to taste of me, it's just, you want to taste me? It's like, it's a very homoerotic thing to say to a zombie. Huh. All right. It would be weird for a, a bro to come at me like that. Let you want to taste me? Yeah, you want to taste Like no. some drunk guy at a bar comes at you? Yeah. You want to taste me? Yeah, it's like... Yeah, Shooter McGa- a little bit of Shooter McGavin there. The whole uh, I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. Really, you eat shit for breakfast? Wow. Okay. <laughs> he's awesome. fresh in my mind because he's playing another smarmy character on Boardwalk Empire right now. Oh, nice. Yeah, he's got a very punchable face. Him. All right. So yeah, keep keep that instruction scene in mind for the one coming up. Yeah. Uh, but before that, Maggie gives Herschel permission to die. Um, basically goes in and says, you don't have to hold on anymore. Don't worry about it. She's kind of absolving him of responsibility for dying. You know, here's the thing. Like, this actually got to me because mm-hmm. this was almost, I saw my aunt give this speech to my grandmother, hmm. who was at the time literally days away from dying of a long battle of cancer. Exactly the same way and almost exact the same tone of voice. And it was devastating. And I was like, uh, it, 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 I I was really hurting by the end of that scene, and then mm. uh, fucking nerdist dude came in. Man, Herschel's leg amputation's gross. <laughs> One legged Herschel dot com. Like it really destroyed the moment for me. Gotcha, Chris Hardwick. You're a dick. Yeah. <laughs> I have no problem. It's with like Chris Casey Hardwick. Kasem coming out of a goddamn death dedication. You give me this up tempo crap coming out of a. <laughs> Goddamn death dedication. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I it, it, The scene didn't get to me that much. I thought it was you have no, a well-acted you're, scene. You're a you're a cyborg, though. I am. I've never seen anything get to you. I just... I'm, I've never even seen you get misty-eyed, and I've known you forever. I just don't <laughs> think it's possible. I, yeah, it's... it's 
tough. If you're going to go down that road with me, you better bring thunder. What, what are these human emotions? But. Yeah, man. Uh, although I got to say, the movie Big Fish does it to me every time. Really? Oh yeah. Wow. The 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 end of that movie where the, where the dad's uh, I kind of want to make you dying. I kind of want to make you watch that Clockwork Orange style just to <laughs> just pin my I wanna, eyes open. I want to and... test your tears to see if they cure cancer or something because there's <laughs> precious as unicorns blood. I was gonna say yeah, unicorn <laughs> tears. Uh, all right, we should probably move on. Yeah, probably. Um. So here's the scene where the idiot prisoners spot a zombie and go buck wild, shanking it. It's uh, a cross between Braveheart and Oz. <laughs> They're just like I've not ah. seen Oz, but I assume that's just a prison reference. Yeah, yeah. It's just like a bunch of screaming maniacs shanking people. All right, shiving, asking that they want a taste of them. <laughs> <laughs> I do like how in the next cut of this we see Daryl telling him none of that prison riot shit. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so I don't know what this scene is trying to tell me. I can't tell if these guys are absolute idiots or if I'm just supposed to think, oh my God, these guys are psychotic. I honestly think this was just an attempt at humor because a show hardly yeah. ever gets to do anything funny. And it okay. was kind of funny. Yeah, it was a little bit funny. There were some people, like, we got a lot of feedback saying that, that, that a lot of people really dug that. I was like, eh. I, I was just, pissed. I was in a pissed frame of. I was in a pissy yeah. frame of mood at this uh, frame of mind at this point. So, um, but uh, I know Seppenwall mentioned that you know he thought it was funny. He got a couple yeah. chuckles out of it. So, well, I read a, an interview with uh, Kirkman who said, "Yeah, that was basically in there for comedy." Mm-hmm. Um, but it really, to me, it just set these guys up to be absolute morons. I, I couldn't right. help but think these guys are as dumb as a box of rocks. Right? Because Daryl just told them how to kill a zombie. Right. So, uh, Carol shows up. Like, or, I'm sorry. Nah, I was going to go into like one of those fanboys. Like, they should have done it this way, but fuck it. Okay. <laughs> uh, Carl shows up with a big bag of meds and yeah. tells off his mom. Get off my back, bitch. Yeah. It runs off. And then Beth harshes his prepubescent buzz. <laughs> so, I'm, at this point, I'm with you. I'm in the frame of mind where I'm thinking, oh man, this episode, I don't know about it. And then here comes Carl. Has been off on his own once again. No one has noticed. No, that's not true. That is true. In the dialogue, they say like he was supposed to go and get food. While the other guys, he's supposed to continue transferring the food, but he went off to the exp- so he was oh. he was allowed out because uh-huh. I when I remember we were running like five minutes behind real time and you had gotten a tweet like oh my god Carl got loose again and I was like. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Uh-huh. If this kid escaped from a goddamn cell block without yep. someone noticing, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> we're shutting up the podcast. We're rolling it up and gone. Yeah. Uh, so he was let out and then just didn't follow the other group. Yeah. They went for well, food. I don't think any other group. I think all, the rest of the people went to go with the and clear out the cell block. Okay. And then he was supposed to go and continue to transfer to food because they had secured that yeah, cell yeah. block. So he decided right. to go outside the cell block and get some meds. And, 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 and yeah. honestly, it's a it's a really good thing he did. Otherwise, Herschel probably wouldn't be alive. I mean, his mom's got a point. Yeah. Because, you know, he's 13 years old. He's going off alone. And look at what happened when the whole group was together. Now, Certainly. she doesn't know all the details. Honestly, Herschel fucked that up. Um, yeah. But... Well, let me let me just officially apologize to Lori, because I don't want to jump to conclusions when your son wanders off alone. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it wasn't your fault this time. Mm-hmm. 
So this was just times. him being. This is just him being disob- I don't think this is pin. Yeah. You can pin on Lori being an idiot. This is just yeah, him yeah. being disobedient. Okay, fair enough. Uh, then let's move on. Uh, Rick's team literally puts on a zombie killing clinic here. <laughs> Like, mm-hmm. teaches them how to kill zombies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is where Big Tiny gets scratched. So predictable, right? Oh, As totally. soon as you saw him start backing away. And like, like, oh, he's done. And, and, and I don't know, man. This this scene was, it felt so ludicrous because the look on this guy's face as he's backing away. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's like, literally, like, <laughs> it felt like I was watching a... <laughs> I don't know. It felt like I was watching a porn shoot, okay. and you can hear you can, you can't hear, but you can tell the directors is like switch positions, you know, go from missionary to doggy because the guy's like <laughs> looks off camera, oh, and starts shuffling over to the left, off to the right, and he's like, this okay. is the you can see Missouri's like this is the point where you kind of get away from everybody. Yeah, there's no logical read, nothing split them yeah. up. Uh, was he squeamish about the zombie action? That's I what I think, yeah. Yeah, but then he just, like, without hesitating, leveled, just, like, destroyed yeah. two zombies. So it's like yeah. it didn't didn't make sense. Yeah, I, I felt exactly that. When when he killed the zombies, I was like, oh, wasn't he just totally freaked out by the zombies? I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, I kind of liked how he got scratched. I mean, the zombie oh, ripped yeah, his hand off. Oh, yeah, the zombie came off. up and said, Bone Claw <laughs> is ready! And got him. <laughs> yeah, it got did. him. My question is, do you think Big Tiny was okay there? Do you think he would have lived through that? Fuck no. The big scratch on his back? No, what's he gonna, what are you going to do, cut off his torso? No, 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 no. No, no. Uh, I don't, do I don't I, know so how... So are you asking me with a straight face... Is the if, infection going to kill him? Scratched, scratched by a jagged, bloody zombie bone going yeah. to kill him? Yes, that's my question. Now, we can debate this <laughs> a lot, and there's a lot of people in email that got a lot of stuff deleted, did... Uh, <laughs> okay. Did you leave in, at least one in? No, because I'm, I'm... Here's the thing, people. I'm done debating the zombie virus. Okay. It's not portrayed consistently... Um, you know, it's, it's pro- not, no, it's problematic that we had cars full of intact corpses that didn't come to life. Boiled on- brains, man. Bullshit. <laughs> Both suck. Oh my God. I'm a walking dead apologist. No, I'm, I'm serious. Like they're, they just don't. And, and the, it's, it's, it's patently impossible for seven, some billion people to get an airborne virus simultaneously that doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, unload its, its payload. So it's like. We've got to just these quit trying to figure this zombie shit out scientifically because it's it doesn't make sense. Yeah, honestly, it's like, it's like the Starship Enterprise can't go faster than the speed of light. It's physically impossible. Mm-hmm. You can you can make a bunch of shit up about how it might happen, but that's exactly what you're doing. You're just engaging in in, in fantasy. Yeah. So like I don't I don't I don't know that it's interesting, especially since it's not consistent. Mm-hmm. And until they come out with something new. Like, if there's a new piece of evidence, like, you know, they get another Jenner and he says something like blah, 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 um, yeah. I, I don't know because the, – The trouble is they're they're going for that, right? They want that consistency. They want that, but that's, that through that line is in the, the story. The one consistent thing in the show and in the comics is if you get bit or scratched, it's your ass. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's the thing. I mean – I pretty much turn that part of my brain off when I watch zombie movies you or got zombie to. shows. You got to. Yeah, and, and I just think whatever they're showing me is what's going on, right. you know? And if, and if I got 40 pages of email to get through and there's a page and a half <laughs> email talking about the zombie virus, yeah. that's an easy cut. That's, that's the least of my concerns is how right. exactly it 
Right. It kills you. Yeah. It's not... I mean, it might be interesting to some other people. It's just not interesting to me. Yeah. And okay. I'm the guy... Podcast. I'm, I'm the guy brutally cutting emails. Yeah. So. so now you know what to say, Day Rob, to get your emails not cut. Uh, all right. Where were we? Oh, yeah. This is where... Uh, so in this scene, um, when Big Tiny gets scratched, uh, what's his name? Tomas shoots a zombie right next to Rick. Gangster style, of course. Gang- of course, yes, because he's a gangster. Um, and Rick looks over, and they kind of have a thing there where Rick's acknowledging, yeah, you could have just shot me. Uh, and the other guy was like, yeah, I know I could have. See, I, Why read didn't that, I read that differently. Had Number one, that's 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 a plot hole uh, from what I can tell. He should have shot Rick, yeah, except yeah. for then what he would do, he would have done. I think he my my take was this the... was a pro- yet another provocation. Mm-hmm. Like I did something incredibly dangerous. <laughs> I shot straight across you in my line of fire. So he's testing Rick. So he's like, yeah. "What can I do?" And you're going to take it. Yeah. And the next time, you know, the next thing was uh, he opened up both doors instead of one. And the next thing, mm-hmm. he swung his machete a little bit too close. And the next was... He tosses a zombie. I, I think he was angling for a time where it's like, man, if I can off this, you know, hillbilly and make it seem like an accident, these guys are so pussy, they're just going to take it. Yeah. So Rick establishing this pattern of weakness was kind of inviting this. And again, mm-hmm. I was like, when he shot across him, I'm like... Oh my god! Yeah. Fucking kill this guy already. He just spent half of his ammo. Yeah, and this was right after we were. They were talking about not shooting because it attracts more of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, either way you look at it, it's not smart. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on, Carol asks Glenn to help her with something outside. We don't really know what it is at this point, but Herschel's at this point stabilized. But I'm still yep. saying Glenn. Yeah, because he had no idea what he's doing. Yeah, Glenn is soft. I guess that's the way you want to read it. That's the last. The I read it as he got permission from Maggie and he was out. So again, who's in charge? Maggie's if obviously Maggie in charge. In, yeah. If Maggie's in charge, then okay. But Rick told him as the leader. Rick's not putting out. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know. Right? Glenn, Glenn is still a teenager, So Glenn's man. one of those dudes. Glenn's one of the dudes when he's out with the guys, he's sneaking away to call, oh, yeah. hey, baby. How you doing? No, no, I miss you so much. Yeah, that's, oh, that's, yeah. that's who Glenn is? Definitely. I thought eight months of winter zombie land would have hardened him up. <laughs> Not yet. Rick swallowed a bag of cement. Rick got yeah, hard. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he really did. Uh, the prisoner leader uh, kills Big Tiny. I guess his name is Tomas. <laughs> yeah. Vatos uh, 2 is what I'm going Vatos with. Vatos 2 kills Big Tiny. Uh, brutally. Brutally. Is this partially to intimidate Rick? I mean, why does he kill him so psychotically? I don't know. I don't know. It was, That's what, how I read it. This was intimidating this was, the guys here. This was me, my max <laughs> irritated at the episode. Like, he's uh. just going to take it into himself to beat this guy to death. And, and, and I'm like, again, it's like, was he trying to prove himself to Rick? Is he trying to say, don't fuck with me, Rick? It's like, it's, I think that's what he's doing, yeah. But like, Rick, he's proving that he's hard. Uh, either that, well, there's also kind of a hint here that... This group didn't have a rosy relationship. I mean, being stuck ten months in no, it seems like shitting into a freezer with a seems bunch like of dudes. Vatos two and Vatos two little 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 dude uh-huh. were mustache man. No, 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 no. The the little guy that ended up trying to with turn a baseball on. bat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like they were running this joint for some reason. Uh-huh. The, the the stupidest least 
physically imposing characters. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess Axel's right there, too. I mean, Axel... Mm. Axel's also, I want to point out, is the only guy that looked like he spent eight months in a blackout prison not seeing the sun. He's Mustache Man, right? Yeah, I mean, he, he looks like Val Kilmer out of Tombstone. Yeah. Like, he's almost <laughs> yellow. That's exactly what I described him as. Really? I think I have in my notes, Tombstone Motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like he's dying of the lung, you know? Yeah, definitely. So, uh... So, yeah. well, there, the, what I was going to say here, my point was... Their relationship isn't rosy being mm. stuck in this thing. So maybe him and B, him and uh, Big Tiny had kind of a beef, you know? And this was, like, his opportunity to really get even. Maybe. Just bash his head in. Maybe. So there, I think there's, there's a lot more involved there than we knew. Mm-hmm. But we'll never find out because both of them are dead. Yep. Uh, moving on. Carol selects a zombie to practice her surgery skills on so that she'll be able, be able to deliver Lori's baby. Okay, can I ask you, have you ever seen someone condescend as hard as Glenn did Carol there? What does he say? Everything you're saying is sane. Oh, yeah. It's totally sane. This plan you've got <laughs> is sane, Carol. Pat you on the head. Yeah. It's sane. You're not crazy. You're not fucking crazy at all. Rick would have turned around. Don't patronize me. He was, oh, my God. This yeah. isn't a terrible idea. I mean. <laughs> well, it is a terrible idea. And I know you're saying. It is. Well, then say it, and then be yeah. like, no, no. Let, for and, one, and, and let's fact, not open this fucking fence, right? Because we know there's at least one woman zombie. Yep. They and, and Glenn was right there when they killed her. He'd be like, you know, if you want to dissect someone, let me show you. I got a prime uterus right over here. Yeah. And the other thing is, there was like three other women I saw. She picked the least fresh-looking zombie, zombie. <laughs> Now, again... Yeah. Maybe it's because uh, she's the closest physical human analog to Lori. I don't know. I'm not going to say. but That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I don't know. And the other thing is, I think I, I talked about this before. Um, I don't like the angry zombies. I like the zombies when they're just like... Emotionless. Sl- yeah, slack-jawed, dead-eyed. They're just going to eat you, and they don't care one way or another. Yeah. I, I wish that they would tell the actors to tone down the little... the the you know Because they shouldn't be showing emotion, I don't no, think. No, not at all. The, the one that killed Big Tiny was really showing emotion. He was pissed off. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. I would, so I'm with you. Bone claw? <laughs> Bone claw. That's what we'll call him. <laughs> uh, the other thing I was wondering here. So Lori's talking to Herschel last episode about becoming a zombie herself when giving birth or her baby being a zombie. Do you think there's any foreshadowing here with with Carol actually practicing on a zombie? Ooh. I don't know. I hope not because I've gone on record saying I can't handle that shit. Okay. We've got some bloodthirsty fans. We got some some feedback. I would love to see that, man. Yeah, I, I'm. Uh, there's a couple that have agreed with you. Awesome. One was I, I can't remember who. I'll get to in the feedback, but she's like, it was a woman too, and she's like, uh, <laughs> she said something like, "I wish uh, Carol had found a pregnant zombie, uh-huh. so then we could see the pregnant zombie fetus squirming around there." And, and, and I was like. That's so yeah. fucked up, I don't even know what to say. I love it. Yeah. That's what I live for with these zombie movies. I know, I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right. Rick's team arrives at the cell block and starts killing the zombies inside. Um, in the process, uh, what's oh. his name? Tomas. Vatos, too. Did you, did you have something Electric to say? Were you trying to interrupt me? No, I was okay. going to ask you what you thought of uh, Carol wanting to kill the zombie herself. Oh, uh, well, she probably doesn't get a lot of opportunity to. I don't, I don't know. know. I'm not sure why she wanted to kill it herself. Yeah. 
I, I thought it's like that was a weird beat, and I just thought, yeah. Mm. Anyway, maybe she's practicing for Lin- nobody. When Lori e- comes nobody, back. I don't think emailed in about it, so I hmm. just wanted to see what you thought. All right, apparently nothing. Moving on, nothing, absolutely nothing. Um, so in the process of clearing the cell block, the uh, uh, the Tomas um, tries to kill Rick by tossing a zombie onto him, and once the dust settles, Rick kills him with a machete to the head. Uh, and this is kind of all one long scene here. Uh, one of the prisoners runs off, and Rick chases him down, locks him outside heartlessly to be eaten. Yeah. Cold, Rick. Rick is hard. I, I, this scene redeemed the episode, right? Hard as the iron bars on this inside of that cafeteria window. Okay. No, seriously. I it was, did. I was, I was, you know, you can see a timeline of my emotions on Facebook, on the, the official thread on Facebook.com slash bald move. <laughs> uh-huh. I was so livid and not believing what the hell was going on. And then I was in mid comment of like, what the fuck? <laughs> and when he put that machete yeah. in his skull, is like, all is forgiven. That I was think he, awesome. I still think, you know, had the rope dope not been in effect, I would pick it apart and be like, you know, Rick really did risk a lot more than he had to with abundant yep. opportunities to off this guy. And clearly no one would have given a fuck. Well, you know, not a single survivor would have been like, Oh wow, man, Rick, I can't believe you killed this. Yeah. This uh, insane prisoner in cold blood. I mean, T dog would have supported him. Daryl would have supported him. Mm-hmm. Lori would have supported him. He would have <laughs> yeah. had carte blanche to kill this guy. I, I'm wondering how much of this is Rick using these guys to help them clear more of the prison. Because if he's doing that, it's kind of smart to keep these guys around as long as they're not a problem. Well, that you could, I think he would have done just as well to shoot Tom, you know, Vamos yeah, yeah. in the face and be yeah. like, anybody that wants to act up or act a fool or do anything but do what the hell I want in my dictatorship is going to get the same. Yeah. Or, Fair enough. yeah, you know, or, or I don't know, like shot him and thrown him out to the zombies and let him let him watch the zombies rip this dude apart. <laughs> yeah, I just felt like there was a balance here where they both sides were using each other for Agreed. an end goal. That's a good point. And then once that once there that threshold was crossed, it was over. Mm-hmm. Rick just had to act. Mm-hmm. So also love the sur- the the survivors how well they fight together. Like Daryl's like yeah. you know, team on the gap, and he's rushes over there and rescues uh, Rick. It's it's great. The the action is really good so far this season. And, and the the eight months that they've been out in the wilderness hunting zombies and scavenging food has really changed these guys, and you can see it and you can feel it in the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's what's making season three so good so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I dig it. I also like, uh, you know, T-Dog seems much more integrated into the group. Yeah, he's getting lines left and right. Yeah, so. So, good stuff. Uh, so, Herschel nearly, nearly fulfills my fantasy of seeing Lori's face bitten off. <laughs> uh, but he instead I deleted a saved. lot of people. A lot of people <laughs> saying how... You know, various emotions they felt during that, and and almost all yeah. of them were like, "Oh my god, I couldn't believe Lori's going to die." <laughs> it was like expressing disappointment. Yeah, I was I was calling it. I was like, "Yes, get her, Herschel, get yeah. her." Yeah, yeah. And then I screamed, "No!" When she lived. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Uh, yeah. So we'll we'll save some of this stuff for the 
feedback section. No, but, uh, no let it out. I, I literally cut every. I mean, because it's it was such a universal thing. It was. No, I was just going to talk about. It. I think it, it might have been uh, Mad Brew, our your co-host on the Night's Watch podcast, who said that this is like prime example of you do not fucking do CPR in the zombie, the zombie apocalypse, apocalypse, right? Ever, right? And yeah, that's right on. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's 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 it was hard. I felt like that Lori that was like a hail mary. Yeah, like she's getting very, I don't know what you would say, desperate or like you know very feeling socially isolated. And mm-hmm. uh, you know this was her. It almost kind of seems like that's what she wanted, like Rick to come and be like, "Wow, babe, thanks for you know doing the solid." And when she that's it really crushed her when he wouldn't even give her that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we will talk about that shortly. Uh, but in the meantime, Rick has spared the lives of the other two prisoners, uh, one who is willing to beg for his life and one who isn't. Um, and he leaves them in their own cell block. Do you think that the guy who wouldn't beg for his life is going to be a factor later on? I hope so. I like him. I actually like Yeah, I, I like Axel, too. I mean, I think these guys are useful additions to the cast. Why not? Uh, I haven't seen much of, like, the character of the dude who wouldn't beg for his life, like, well, other know, than that fact. We know he's, uh, if, if, if Axel Axel's seems re- like reliable. A, so Axel's a junkie, and uh-huh. uh, um, what's his name, Oscar? He's a B&E, name? breaking and entering. So he's a burglar. Okay. Yeah. Not necessarily horrible people in the zombie apocalypse. Sure. Yeah, you get some lockpicking skills in there. Right, right. That could be useful. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so can we talk about the tattoos? Do you want to talk about these tattoos? They're, they're great. They're, I, I, so feel... Vatos won. He had a tattoo, right? Uh huh. Didn't he? Do you remember what it was? Well, where the, it was? The, he had a, I think he had a neck tattoo, but his, his fat enforcer had giant pair of red lips right on the side of his shaved head, which uh-huh. I couldn't get over. And and the one, the one like uh, adolescent had a giant marijuana leaf tattooed on oh his my calf. Yeah, and I remember because he was like super uptight. I'm like, man, he's amazingly uptight for some dude with a giant <laughs> marijuana leaf tattoo on his uh, leg. Uh, yeah, the, the the tattoos in this are kind of ridiculous. What's his face? Uh, Wyatt Earp dude has a tattoo of two dice on his neck. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, and then God. what did what did Tomas have on his neck? Like heart or ro- something? Some kind of stylized rose. A ro- <laughs> like that's not badass. No, I agree. It's not. I don't. I don't know, man. It's like it, I don't know because I, I said at the time the Devatos guy. It's like I've seen lips on the sides of dudes' necks, which is like okay, whatever. I've never uh-huh. seen lips on the side of your skull. <laughs> I've never seen a, a hardened criminal with a rose tattoo on his neck. Yeah. <laughs> like, or dice. What the hell? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. Cocaine's a hell of a drug, I guess. <laughs> I, I did like this last section of the scene here where T-Dog looks over at Oscar. He's like, word of advice. And I thought he was yeah. going to say, take every line they'll give you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because you might not get many. Especially you black dudes. They, <laughs> exactly. they fuck us. They fuck us in Hollywood, left, right, and center. Uh, should we start a weekly uh, segment called T-Dog's Words of Advice? <laughs> <laughs> it would be hilarious if they did like the old He-Man or G.I. Joes where like at the end like of the PSAs? show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, kids. We fought a lot of zombies <laughs> this week. 
Nice. So Herschel, but it's not cool to run from your mom. <laughs> uh, Herschel finally wakes up, and apparently he's going to pull through because he opens his eyes and he gives Rick a big uh, high five. There, it'd be super funny if next and week it opens up on his funeral ceremony. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> Thought he was going to pull through. No. <laughs> uh, but that's that's about it. There, everybody's happy about Herschel not dying. Except maybe Maggie. I don't know. I didn't see her reaction yeah. to it. Damn it, Dad. I told you you could die. <laughs> uh, Carol gets up close and personal with her new zombie friend. Starts uh, undressing and operating. Pretty disgusting scene oh, there. Oh, oh, wow. The yeah. sunken hips, man. The the sagging flesh. Ugh, uh, it's nasty. And, and the, a lot of feedback on this, too. Some of it might have survived. The whole... Um, Oh my god! The whole like slow reveal up, and at one yeah. point, it's like I'm like, this is AMC. She's gonna have underwear on, right? <laughs> uh-huh. Uh huh. It'd be hilarious though if she wasn't. It was just a giant bite. <laughs> like that whole section had been taken yeah, out. Yeah, it just gnawed off down <laughs> to the boat, or it was just just, just pe- like just pelvic. I bones. wonder what she was doing when the <laughs> apocalypse hit. <laughs> uh, yeah, just uh, gnawed right down to the pelvis. Yeah. <laughs> It's not nudity. Uh, all right. Um, so someone's watching them from the bushes here, right? Who do you think that is? Uh, do you have any guesses? I would say, if I had to bet money, that it was Merle. Okay. And I that's, this that's goes back to my preseason too. thesis that he is fucking with these people. And they, yeah. And, and, and uh, yeah. That'd be sweet. Um, all right. Let's move on to the last scene here where Rick and Lori are out kind of in this, I don't know, glass area, this glass balcony thing, walkway. And they basically, in my opinion, realize that their marriage is over here. Like they talk about, oh, what are we going to do? Are we going to go get an annulment and fill out all the papers and everything? Yeah, right. And Kind Rick- of a funny thing, but... Uh, yeah, I think that's what's happening here. And Rick wasn't like, oh, ha ha, Lori, you're hilarious. I mean, he's yeah. just basically like, huh, yeah. That is yeah. what happened here, right? I mean, they Rick no longer loves her. She doesn't like who well, okay. he turned into. Is Rick capable of love at this point? That's I don't think so, no. so I think he's too hard. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Like, a lot of people's like, or at least one listener, was like, Rick was douchier than he had to be. I don't think he can... I think he... If he has any love, if he has any affection at all, it's for if it's for it's for Carl. And even then, he's got like a you know soldier commander relationship more than a father son. Yeah, I mean, this is not the dude that drug that that ran with his son in his arms, weeping to Herschel's house. You know, certainly not. Uh, and this is not the guy who was so happy to find his wife and his son. After having lost them and stumbling out of a hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and there's a lot here. I mean, obviously, the not making eye contact is a big thing here. Um, he says that we're awful grateful for what you've done, not I. Yeah, the royal we. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's he's not... He doesn't feel anything personal here at all. Oh, yeah. And she... You can tell, like, that is just devastating to her. Now, the question I have for you uh-huh. is, is Rick doing this... Because she was so bad to him last year, is is this a little bit of vengeance fueled, or yeah. you know, like like the time I needed you most, 
you weren't there for me to give me what I needed in this relationship. In fact, you kind of, you know, threw me through the dogs, threw me through the chains. Yeah. Um, is this a little bit of him like, you know, take it, take it back? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think it is. I'm with okay. you. All right. Cool. Definitely. But that's it for the episode. We go out on a shot of Lori's back. That's it. I did like the moment, like, he touched her shoulder, but as far away as he could possibly be. And yeah. then she, her reaction to that, like, she almost nuzzled his invisible <laughs> phantom limb after he left. It was, yeah. you know, I almost, almost felt sorry for her. No. All right. No. She gets everything she deserves <laughs> in this Jesus. scene. <laughs> uh, moving on to our feedback, right? Hold, no, ho, ho, hold your horses. Oh, oh, that's right. We've got a no holds brawl coming. Do we? I don't know. We're going to argue about something, I, I feel like. No, we're not. I, okay. I just have a couple of questions for you, and I have to do what I neglected to do last week, which is a zombie kill of the week and that's right. the idiot survivor of the week. Um, Which... You actually changed my idiot survivor of the week this week because you explained that Carl is not out on his own Ah. on a whim. He's out there for a reason. Uh, It was going to be everyone who wasn't with Rick (laughs) for letting him escape again. But instead, I don't know. Who do you think was the idiot survivor? Uh, I want to vote for Carol because not only going out there and dissecting a zombie was patently absurd, but... Going out there alone, and then just being alone mm-hmm. uh, on the outside, knowing to watch your back. This you can't. You gotta. You, you gotta stay together, man. You gotta like. You go yeah. out to take a crap. Someone's got to come with you. Yeah. So I feel like that. Um. You know, Vatos obviously, but he didn't survive. So. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go with uh go with uh, Carol. All right. Um. And that kind of plays right into the big question that I had here. Clearing out this prison, I mean, they they certainly think that they've got this area secured, right? It's presumably. If this was you, would you ever feel totally confident that you had that prison cleared out? Sure. That there wasn't a single zombie lurking somewhere around a corner ready to eat you? Well, I mean, I would always lock the cell block that I was in. Certainly. Once you're there, then you then know. Then you know. But, but I think that you could get to – now, I don't know about the yard, um, mm, yeah. but I think you, you could, because they broke in, someone else could just as easily break break in and attempt to and, – and protecting yourself from survivors at this point is just as important from, as the zombies. And if Rick hasn't got that yet <laughs> after Nebraska and after yep. this, uh, after the experience with uh, dumb fuck, hayseed, Shane broke my neck guy last year then he ought to know by now that yeah i mean if you lock yourself in that prison with the technology that the average survivor has at their disposal uh, at worst you're going to get massive notification that there is something wicked this way coming yeah and you can prepare but yeah i mean I, i feel like that you could be relatively secure in that prison yeah i mean i'm with you i would lock the cell blocks and once i'm in a cell block i know okay in a small area, I would feel totally secure. Yes, I know there's nothing in here. Mm-hmm. In the entire prison, I'd always be wondering, did we miss one? Like, dude, I mean, like, if maybe I was we in, forgot a broom closet and it got out. I or... get creeped out in a large office building on the weekends, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, without a zombie apocalypse. I don't think you'd ever really get secure, but I think yeah. the way you could solve that is, like, you know, do two sweeps a day. Yeah, yeah. 
uh, have two people go out on patrol and just make sure, check all the doors, check that they're locked, see if anything's changed. Mm-hmm. And I think you could be reasonably certain that you've got no zombies or anything else in there. All right. Uh, my other question for you is what do you think about them not even once cutting over to Andrea and Michonne? Uh, I like it. You do? I, it's exact. I, I would be a dick if I were like, oh, I miss you, Andrew Michonne. Um, <laughs> because all through the um, the uh, Game of Thrones, I was like, I'm tired of cutting to Daenerys when there's really no change. There's no progression here. Yeah. I, I'm with you. I'm glad that they stuck with a main group here. It makes – I think it's going to allow them to make this show feel like it's moving faster than it is. Yeah. Because you've got two groups, you can split the action between episodes. Now, there's some listeners that didn't like it. Um, really? Or they're saying they hope they can integrate it better. But until my point is, until the story naturally progresses to a point where these stories do interleave, it's mm-hmm. it's dumb to give us... Especially, now, if there's like 15 minutes and you're trying to give us an idea of progression of time... Mm-hmm. Uh, so we don't get you know too much of the Lord of the Rings effect where you got like okay here's everything that happened to Sam and Fro- uh, Frodo now we're gonna leave them for a whole book and go back to the other uh, yeah, you know, yeah six six of the nine are left um, as long as they don't get to that extreme I think that we'll be we'll be fine um, but if they got you know fifteen twenty minutes fine split up an episode but if all they're gonna do is give us three minutes of Michonne and Andrea bitching about being on the road and being sick yeah yeah I don't really need to see it. Well, they they kind of much rather have a nice meaty episode, sure. Once every four, four, four you know, four episodes or so. Yeah, I agree. Um, they kind of did that the same thing that they did in episode one by splitting this party a second time. Like they split for most of the episode, Rick and Daryl and T Dog mm-hmm. off on their own, and then had the group back tending to Herschel. Yep. So they kind of got that effect without right. having to cut to something that may have been boring. But I like that because, especially on, so. on Boardwalk too, they're doing that this season where they've got a really they've got two of my favorite characters, Al Capone and Richard Har- Harrow, uh, and they don't have a huge part of the plot this this season. But instead of giving us three minutes an episode, they're like, "You're not going to see this guy for four episodes." Yeah. But then we're going to give him fifteen twenty minutes. And, and some good character development and that it mm-hmm. does feel like more shit gets done and it's less distracting and you get more absorbed into the story. Definitely. But there's a lot of people that, you know, probably disagree. Uh, I need to do zombie kill of the week and then we can move on. Okay. Will you let me award this to big tiny zombie kill? Yeah. Well, I guess I would award it to Tomas for killing big tiny. Oh. Was he? Because you say he was definitely going to turn into a zombie. But he wasn't a zombie at that moment. (laughs) You're right. He was not. So no. So no, I can't. Ah, Then I don't know who I'm going to give it to. Pretty ballsy trying to to pick that. (laughs) I know. I thought maybe you'd let me squeak by with that. Um, Zombie kill of the week. Can I nominate one? You sure can. The guy that took the zombie that took a crossbow during, uh, to the skull during uh, uh, Daryl's lecture. I mean, you got to give a oh, like Daryl. Okay. This is kind of like you know when there, you got an MPV season mm-hmm. in basketball, and there's no one really standing out, so it's people like fuck it, give it to LeBron again. Yeah, I, I feel like if there's like a no standout kill, you got to give it to Daryl. All right, fair enough. Daryl gets it. Or I guess Carol with the uh, rebar through the, the eye socket was pretty sweet too. Yeah, not bad. 
You can't certainly can't give it to any of the, the prisoners because <laughs> the they shiving, didn't kill any. Yeah. The extended tick, the, the extended shiveling of the zombie. Yeah. D- nothing. It'd be funny if he's like, <laughs> you know, that tickles. No, that wouldn't be funny. That would really take me out of the show. <laughs> All right, that's all I got, man. Let's move on to feedback. Oh, God, I'm going to have to really ramp it up because we ran long, it felt like. Uh, damn you, Daniel, the professional podcast critic, WB. Did you just call him Damn You WB? Damn You WB, <laughs> contrarian bastard, said, Did I just hear you question whether Seed was better than the pilot? That's crazy talk. Oh, wow. I think, I, I think you should have said, Daniel, that's absolutely sane. That's the sanest <laughs> thing I've ever heard you guys say. It nice. says, clearly the show's trending up, but the Campfire song alone drops Seed into also ran status. You also have Skylar, mm-hmm. I mean Lori, picking up right where she left off, only the bigger prosthetic tummy. I uh, think we're all voting for the first ever zombie baby to immediately take care of business. Oh, yeah. Didn't like the governor shown in the season preview. He's going to need some serious acting chops to get over that Wally Cleaver visage, visage of his. Uh, T-Dog was the bomb in the prison. Can a spoken word be far off? Good to have you two back. Well, thank you, Daniel. Uh, Brian of the Rosa says, does T-Dog, this is all from last week, if you couldn't tell, does T-Dog have that slow of a metabolism? Everyone's obviously starving and everyone looks thinner, yet (laughs) T-Dog still looks like he has a backpack of chicken nuggets he's stashed away for dinner every night. Maybe he got the other can of dog food. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, whenever his back's turned, he's like scraping the dog food up. Uh, The suspiciously named Lori C says, since Carl grabbed, uh, she's talking about an explanation for Carl's dog food rick throwing it you yeah. know we talked about since carl grabbed the food so readily i took it to mean the survivors have eaten dog food before none of the others questioned carl or even raised an eyebrow about it they probably ate everything they could find during the winter since they were on the run from several herds when rick threw the can i took it that he was merely sick of their group having to subsist on dog food he was frustrated they hadn't had a stock stock supermarket or something partly why he was so anxious to get into the prison I, I like that read that he was just basically yeah. tired of just getting by yeah, and he's like, fuck the dog food. Fair enough. Uh, Mike J wants so bad to be excited by Michonne, but he can't seem to get on board. I think the words geek pandering were spot on, but I have a real problem with the whole zombie slave thing. I feel the zombie slaves are inconsistent with zombie behavior set up in the show. They try their best to explain them, uh, them missing their jaws and arms, but I was led to believe that there's literally nothing that would cease their hunger for live flesh. Just as we've seen a zombie torso would still try to crawl or a severed zombie head would still try to bite, I think armless, jawless zombies would perpetually be in attack mode. Uh, Agree. No, I don't know. I think that you can get a, they call it like learned helplessness. Mm -hmm. Like when a stimulus goes unrewarded for so long, like whether it's pain or whether it's pleasure or whether it's hunger, your body eventually stops sending that signal. So, like, sure. if, if they've tried to attack, and then in the comic, they make it pretty clear that these guys, they have, and, and even after they re- she removed their jaws and arms, they still came at her quite a bit, and they eventually just stopped. So, like, they yeah. have enough intellect to give up or know when something's hopeless. Yeah, I mean, if you want to go down the Romero road... If we're, mm-hmm. Depending on how closely we're sticking to that, mm-hmm. I mean, to take Dawn of the Dead as an example, with, yeah, or I'm, I'm sorry, Day of the Dead, the uh, and Dawn one. of the Dead, right? No, not the new one, the old one. The new ones suck. <laughs> the Dawn of the Dead, okay, Ving Rhames redeemed. I was going to say, come on Dawn now, of the Dead. <laughs> I can't take it away from Ving Rhames. Yeah, uh, but no, they they have learned, or, or I'm sorry, not learned behavior, but remembered behavior. Yes. 
So certainly they have some shred of intellect, like you said. And like we've seen before, and we've got some more feedback about, we've seen zombies try to use rocks as weapons or battering rams, and we've seen a little girl zombie pick up a teddy bear and stuff like that. So there's a disturbing amount of humanity still left (laughs) in the zombies. Um, And I think that's a good thing. No, yeah. Yeah. A little creepy. Uh, Joe says, I was wa- rewatching the first season. Oh, speaking of, I noticed that zombies still have their human ideas, such as picking up a teddy bear or rock break a window. This oh. got me thinking, as earlier on, they still have aspects of their humanity, something that we see none of in the later episodes. Could this be a subtle hint to the fact that survivors on the show are also slowly losing their humanity? Ooh. Do you think this is a thematic that, like, the zombies were more human-like, you know, remembering where they lived, like the like uh, Morgan's wife mm-hmm. uh, picking up the teddy bear, and now we don't see any of that shit. They're just feral animals. And is that, is that a thematic match to the survivors? Maybe. And maybe this uh, virus destroys your brain as it goes and takes those things with it. That's, that's the other thing I was thinking, that 10 months on, maybe the synapses, the higher yeah. brain functions that were left as vest, you know, vestiges are just gone. Maybe. So, uh, but I like the theme, uh, thematic moment too. Steve uh, is all about zombie survivalist and and the stuff we talked about about wearing armor got him all excited. <laughs> he says, "Here's my take, influenced by Jim Jones, Max Brooks." Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> I know you're a Brooks disciple too. I like his stuff. Yeah. Uh, so we're talking specifically. Max Brooks wrote the Zombie Survival Guide and yep. World War Z. Uh, both, I think, are horrible books oh wait for the movie World not War Z. Oh, not very entertaining but oh, if you're i'm gonna go see it uh i've had many debates with my my ex-roommate about this uh but anyway he says uh yes snug fitting leathers are preferable to body armor no zombies can bite through uh the cowhide and the slickness of it makes it difficult to get a firm hold making escape easier in my opinion the 22 long rifle is a preferred firearm for zombie apocalypse the pluses of this round are at small lightweight means you can carry more. There's enough power to penetrate the skull, do its damage, and not over-penetrate, i.e. hit your buddy that's foolishly oh. standing behind. Uh, as you stayed, a silenced 22 long rifle round would not attract additional zombies, and just about any sh- store that sells ammo should have tons of these rounds in <laughs> stock. Yeah. That's true. The 22 is probably the most prolific round in existence. Hell, I've got a 1,000 here in this home, <laughs> and I'm not particularly a big gun nut. Uh-huh. So it's cheap. It's readily available. Um, I'd say that and a 12-gauge shotgun shell are probably the easiest round to scavenge in a zombie apocalypse. Fair enough. So I uh, let's go back to the armor real quick. I had this idea. This is an idea I've had for a while. Mm-hmm. The zombie apocalypse ever hits. Uh, a lot of people say, oh, I'm going to go get a suit of armor or something from the museum. Not a good idea. Instead, you go to the motorcycle store. You get the leathers. Yeah. Then you go to the supermarket, and you coat yourself in, like, Crisco. <laughs> So it's ultra slippery. Butter. Yeah, just butter yourself up. Cocoa butter, in fact. Well, why not? That's a good idea, right? It smelled good. Yeah. Why? So they can't grab onto you? You're exactly. like a greased pig? Yeah. I don't know. I think you that's, zombie, I think that's zo- the way to go. You zombie survivalist. I just, I'll leave you to it. <laughs> Uh, Trisha Dubois said, I heard on another Walking Dead podcast. You butchered her name. Dubose? What it's is probably it? probably Dubois. DB. Uh, I heard on another Walking Dead podcast that the characters of Herschel have been picked up twice in Georgia while driving for driving while intoxicated. So I really don't know if he'd pull through. So what does that have to do with him pulling through? Like he's got a weak liver. I don't get what she's saying. Herschel's been pulled over before mm-hmm. for being intoxicated. 
Yeah, that's what it said. I guess okay. a, a, some podcasts claim that maybe that's comic information or maybe it's something he mentioned in, you know, him about him being a drunk. Yeah, back in Nebraska, like you were saying. Yeah. Maybe. I don't, she I can, don't know. I she, mean, if he's not healthy and he's old, right. that could contribute. Yeah. Uh, she continues, I think it's a complete jackassery for Lori to give him mouth to mouth, although yeah. I understand her motivation. Carol hacking to my abdomen would drive me <laughs> to desperation, too. Yeah. She's also chalk her up for being glad that they didn't try to give uh, short scenes to Andrea and Michonne. Yeah. Rather, just to skip them this episode. Uh, Frack and Toaster has a couple of observations. Number one, the zombie apocalypse looks real good on Maggie. Two, official oh, prediction. I agree. She's gotten cuter, right? I don't know why, but yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Neither do I, but it's happened. It's like her hair is slightly different or something. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, her cuteness is intensified. Uh, official prediction, Lori will die, but not until she's redeemed herself in Rick's eyes. She'll Impossible. Do, do or say something <laughs> that will win him back over to her side, then she'll die. Maybe even a suicidal attempt to save someone's life. Hmm. I could see that, and that would that would really put Rick over the edge if he finally let her back in and then she's taken from him. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm probably exactly what's going to happen. Um, now. What if she Good call fracking? What if she dies tr- saving Carl? That's what I was about to say. Would that redeem her in your eyes? Mm, <laughs> I don't know. She I like shit Carl. All over season I like two. Carl an awful lot, but she's really bad in season two. And <laughs> yeah, and it's like they're playing her greatest hits, and like yeah. you know, it's she's you know what she's like. She's like a she's like a a heel wrestler. <laughs> Like, at this point, she's antagonizing the audience and just, like, gesturing for, like, yeah, give me the booze. (laughs) Yeah. You know. Sure. Uh, Linda Schmidt said, I think the scariest episode in this season, or uh, scariest scene in this episode was Carl slowly raising the skirt of the walker. Felt a little pornish. Carol. What did I say, Carl? Yeah. (laughs) That would be really creepy. (laughs) It would be weird. Zombieupskirt.com. Ugh. Uh, Coming to a Japan near you. Philip Zierman said, I'm going to have to defend Lori a little bit in this episode. Deleted. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they need medical supplies, but that's no excuse for Carl to go by himself without telling anyone. He easily could have asked someone else, maybe Glenn, to go with him for mutual protection. Considering Herschel got bit when there was three of their strongest fighters escorting him, it's recklessly dangerous for Carl to go off on his own. I think Lori's right to be concerned and tell her son that. A fair point. Yeah. I still don't like Lori. I don't think Lori overreacted at all in that scene. He also says he wants to make an official prediction that Carl didn't actually kill two walkers. And he's, he's got some logic behind this, but okay. his, his point is uh, that maybe I guess he was saying this to like maybe brag in front of Be- uh, Beth. Oh, so he, had this mil- he does have the hots for Beth. He had this milk run, right? He just stumbled yeah. across and was like safe as can be. Uh, and you know he comes back and like, I had a fight to the death. That is a... Bold prediction, considering there's not a shred of evidence for it. Well, I guess but I'm, I'm going with it. I like it. He's basically saying Carl is not strong enough to kill a walker by himself. That's not true. We've seen unarmed, him do it. unarmed combat. Maybe not unarmed, but I don't think he's unarmed. Well, he had a gun, but this yeah. gun did not have a silencer that he brandished later sure. in the episode. So if you, he had unloaded in the cell block, people would have heard it. But did he take another weapon with him? Like don't we know. don't know. I'm saying that I like the I like the theory. No, I'm I'm going with it. I like it. Jake from Tallahassee says, I enjoyed a lot of the dialogue that poked fun at, C- at season two in this episode. The writers are really cooking this season. Uh, a few notes. What do you make of Rick's strange pause and stumble at the end of the episode on the bridge? I just don't I think he knows what to say to fucking Lori. Yeah. 
Uh, Got to keep moving on. Andrew says, I really hope the writers don't do what they think they're going to do this season and just give T-Dog say, to get, just give T-Dog more lines to say. Just having him say yeah. stuff doesn't help build his character at all. Giving him a shield is badass, but he needs to have some type of meaningful relationship with at least one of the other group members in order to make him a better character and give him real purpose. It's extremely annoying to watch his character be so severely underused week after week while every other character continues to grow or just annoy like Lori. If he doesn't interact with anyone, he will just continue to be the token black guy with just more pointless lines than last season. Agree. And I think you cut out the part of his email where he talked about the relationship he was starting to build with Dale in season two. He had I that did. one that one good scene with Dale. Yeah. And we're that's where you started to think of him as a character and not just some guy on the show. Yeah. He's right. He's absolutely right. We need not just more lines, but more character development for him. Right. I think it'd be cool if, like, he... Because, like, you know, Rick and Dale, or, or Daryl, already have the bromance going. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'd be cool if he, like, paired off and, like, really got in good with Glenn. Yeah. Or perhaps uh, uh, Axel. That'd be, like, an odd couple huh. type of thing, you know? Yeah. And is he also... Axel got a little bit of Dale in him, I see. Maybe. He's got a little Dale in him. Is it the facial hair? <laughs> Uh, Levi R says, I think Glenn and the crew behind the scenes deserve a lot of credit so far. They amped up the season perfectly with all the balls are thrown in the air. I don't see another Sophia hunt in their future. Uh, their continuing divergence from the comics is welcome. The Houdini Walker with stump slash in action, the ineffectual, but hilarious prison shanking method of zombie control, uh, and all those bloody prisoner deaths and Rick giving Lori the cold shoulder. Do you think this development in the Rick Lori relationship helps or hurts for survival from a writer standpoint? Helps or hurts what? Uh, her survival. So her survival. Rick and Lori having relationship problems in 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 the uh, writer room. Does that help does that her? Mean she's going to die. Survival or hurt her survival? I think Lori's dead no matter what. Yeah, I, I was going to say I, I think it probably hurts her survival. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else does she have to do in this show? Yeah. Yeah. Other than antagonize Rick, and now that that relationship, and I don't know is what done. she can do other than it's, and she arguably she already had a suicidal, uh, you know, yeah. mission with with her lips on Herschel's, you know, and the car when she, I mean, she's already she said she's already said season. I completely mea culpa on me being a bad mother and a horrible wife, yeah, and you know, she, uh, what else could she do at this point to win Rick back? I don't think there's anything. So that means the only thing she's got left to do is die. <laughs> awesome uh mike in hawaii says michonne using a samurai sword is way too unrealistic her cuts and even stabs look too easy and smooth i know i have an actual katana and had training in the past to use one slicing two heads at once with reverse back slice makes completely no sense just like the gun handling the show the writers really don't know what they're doing i'm sorry but when i hear people on the internet say that they own a katana, i know i think like the star wars kid <laughs> <laughs> like they've got these and maybe that's not him are you going to take this, Mike, in Hawaii? I'm sorry, Mike. You need to buy a first class ticket to Indianapolis and show Jim Jones. Yeah, show up with a katana. And yeah. A couple of severed cut heads. Through and I'll his, you. Cut through his power Mac right there. <laughs> uh, power book, whatever the fuck it's called. Um, moving on, Jorge says, hey, fans, uh, or hey, fellas, a big fan since the Blue Days. Uh, oh, assuming he's talking Blue Yonder. yonder. Yeah. So old school. Uh, because did you notice when the rictator asked the prisoners how long they've been cooped up in the broom closet? The big guy said 292 days, and the little guy said 294, according to. And the they leader did. of the prisoners told him to shut up and gave him a weird look. Do you think there's something else lurking around the prison, or was that just some? Oh, random... someone else 
around there? Maybe yeah, so. Because I thought he said according to my – he's starting to say my calculations. Uh-huh. But he's like, was is there something to that? Or is that well, just I think, Tomas being a dick? I think that was to to show us that this group has been fighting amongst themselves for a while. Uh, just like and, I said and, earlier and, with and puts Big them Tiny. That, you know, when he said, oh, we're not affiliated, that that was uh, more a little foreshadowing sure. of that. Uh, a little more believable there, yeah. Okay. Uh, Tommy A says, started off a little iffy and was worried that the bullshit would take over. But no, the second <laughs> half was dynamite. Yeah. Uh, when Rick killed What's-His-Face, <laughs> I jumped out of my seat and cheered like Aaron does when Andrew Luck throws a touchdown to Reggie Wayne. That's how you get on air, folks. You pander to my Colts fandom. Oh, boy. Unless I'm doing the emails and you get cut. <laughs> <laughs> the Captain Albano says from Atlanta, I know you guys are working on a bald move fan meetup for The Walking Dead and want to let you uh, – want to let Atlanta area listeners in on a very cool viewing party that happens every Sunday at a bar called Diesel in the Virginia Highlands area of Atlanta. Why can't a cool bar like that show, you know, like they're I all, know. all our bars are concerned about fucking Sunday night football or licensing. Yeah. That legal legalities. We need a, a fast loosey goosey bar. I saw the picture. It was pretty cool. So it was. Yeah. I said my friends and I went last night. And it was fun to scream, gasp and cheer along with a hundred or so fellow hardcore fans of the show. Cast and crew are known to stop by as they start filming in Senora, oh, Georgia. God. Uh, last night, a Lucky. zombie actor was the guest star, and I believe Iron E. Singleton has attended the viewing. Additionally, there are photos you can take of the real-life zombie. I've attached mine. Please note the Colts jersey the zombie's wearing. <laughs> uh, looks like zombie Edron James. Again, the captain has the trifecta. Uh, informative email. <laughs> something. Question, question, Football question. Uh, Colts pandering. Yeah. <laughs> Profit. Uh, so she's inviting all you Atlanta listeners uh, want to meet up at the bar. We could send some Dirty South collective feedback or just hang out as fellow fans of the greatest Walking Dead podcast there is. I'm super jealous. That Me sounds too. awesome. I, that's, it looked like a good time. Uh, K-Day says, first, I know you guys hate Lori and I did too, but it's just me or Rick being douchier than he needs to be. Uh, his behavior on a bridge is pretty callous and honestly selfish considering Lori's shitty situation. I might be moving over to Team Lori because she's really facing all this shit with a good attitude. What? Is she watching the same show? Uh, I was going to be really harsh and say, no, she deserves everything she gets. That's That's been your tone this whole cast. I know, but you went so hard on her that I feel like I have to at least say... All right, you be a good Maybe. cop. You be a good cop. If you think about I don't like it, being good cop. If you think about it, she's the worst off character on the show by far. She has a husband who hates her, a child who mouths off to her, and a possible baby zombie in her belly with no doctor to deliver it. That's got to suck. All things of her own doing. <laughs> and I disagree Shh. with the idea that she has it worse than, say, Andrea. Yeah. Everyone everyone else has had everyone they love killed. I'm putting aside the fact that she slept with Shane because I don't I don't fault her for doing that in that circumstance. She thought Rick was dead. It's a zombie apocalypse. You turn to comfort wherever you can. Her behavior on the farm is fucking (laughs) undefensible, and that's why Rick hates her, in my opinion. Uh and also, Carl probably hates her because he's, he he saw – he was watching the same show we did. He was living it. And he's <laughs> yeah. like, this is bullshit. Yep. So um, 
anyway, then K-Day is the one that I unfortunately cut like literally 90% of her email because she went on about the zombie virus. And I'm like, I just – I'm sorry, Kate. I don't care. He doesn't care about the zombie virus. Um, there's lots of threads on Reddit if you want to argue about the scientific nature of it. But That's how you guarantee not to get your feedback Yes, read, yes. <laughs> apparently. And, and, unless there's some kind of new CDC footage or some kind of radical departure that, that we want – that gives us a reason to talk about it, I just I just don't care. Okay. I've turned that part of my brain off. I suggest you all do as well. Uh, she also says, I take a lot of, this is going to get back to your Mark, Mark Max Brooks uh, fanboy stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. I take a lot of issue with the fact that eight-ish months after the farm, the cast is still wandering around in Georgia. They have cars that could easily drive to an island, either the Outer Banks or one of the Florida Keys. Certainly zombies can't swim very well, so once you cleared an island, you could grow food and live pretty safely. Plus, no winter. In past seasons, it was logical that they were trying to find a CDC, but when they found the farm, uh, but when, or the, the, if they found the farm, they want to hole up there and live indefinitely. But once they get off the farm, why did it take them eight months to find somewhere safe? Um, you know, that's probably another good reason that Flash Forward was good because we didn't think about any of those things. You could get a long, like, like I, I yeah. argue that if in the zombie apocalypse, there's two ways to go. You go extreme north where yep. it's cold and it deactivates the zombies year round, or you go extreme south where you don't have to worry about the winter. And go yeah. to, like she said, Florida Keys, find a way to blow up Highway 1, and live that the rest of your life in zombie-free comfort. Sure. Uh, Fletch says, uh, I look forward to the season, but I hope I've been spending an entire episode with Michonne and Andrea, and then spend a ni- another entire episode with their survivors. I hope they find a way to incorporate both storylines in the same episode every time. Fletch is a dissenter. Dis- yeah, I was going to say, dissent in the ranks. Uh, two more. No, this is the last. You're going to get us all killed. You're breaking rank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are you going to do next? Uh, Shiv an email. Uh, <laughs> Rachel H says for wishes. I wish Carl Carol had chosen a visibly pregnant zombie so we could get a zombie baby still moving in the re-killed zombie mother. Mm-hmm. That would have been legendary. Uh, Rachel and Jim, Hold out for it. you guys, you know, you, you, you should get together and talk because you guys have the minds. same sick mind. Great minds. Uh, question. I wonder if they ever met any other survivors on the road. If so, what happened? If not, why weren't they more excited to see other survivors? They kind of had Herschel to deal with when they met these survivors. That's true. They, they didn't they even were process in, it. And by the time they did process it, it's clear that they were douchebags. Yeah. They were already adversaries. It's like we've met the enemy and they are douches. <laughs> Um, who makes zombie panties that stay intact for 10 months of zombie apocalypse? (laughs) Not that I'm complaining. Good point. I think we should find a brand and like everybody stock up because clearly those things can go through anything. Yeah. Or contain anything rather. Well, the show has hit a new low. We're talking about zombie panties. Did did you sleep through your human centipede shenanigans last week? (laughs) Don't even. That was gold. Don't even. (laughs) Fool's gold. Iron pyrite. Uh, so that's it. If you'd like to get in on this co- uh, feedback action, there's two, three ways you can contact us. Uh, you can do Watching Dead or Walking Dead at baldmove.com. Uh, you can go, that's the, probably the best way to send long form mm-hmm. uh, emails because I miss a lot on the pre- you know personal messages and stuff on Facebook. So, uh, whereas I always sit down and go through every email before the show. Um, you can also, if you just want to watch the show live with us, we got a lively, rollicking thread on Facebook.com slash baldmove. And Jim over on Twitter at baldmove is doing live tweets every oh, yeah. every every week. So those are some cool ways to interact with us. If you want to see everything we're doing on the Bald Move Network, 
um, on our Million Cast March. It's at baldmove.com. We've got the walk, uh, Watching Dead. We've got Justified. We've got Mad Men. We've got Breaking Bad. We've got Game of Thrones. We've just added the boys from uh, Seattle, which are having a ball with your guys' new feedback. Um, they do general cast on board games and movies, uh, video games, beer, a lot Football. of a lot. They've they've really amped up the drunken antics of late. The the bachelor <laughs> like party, the the uh, the epic bachelor party RV urban camping trip. That this sounded was, like an awesome bachelor yeah. party. Yeah, and these guys, man, I will tell you what, I've I've hung with them on several occasions. Yeah, and they are not they 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 are no joke. I have yet to meet Eric. I'm a big dude, and and, and Jesse cannot drink me. Oh, I believe it. I believe he it. pays for it. <laughs> but he still intrigued me. Yeah. Uh, so, so how can you support the 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 million podcast march? Well, a couple ways. Number one, rate and review us on iTunes. Um, that does wonders for our traffic levels. Gets uh, probably the single no, it is the single best Easily. way that we promote our cast because when you guys rate and review us, we bubble up to the um, what's hot list, and when people search for Walking Dead podcast, we pop up and uh, consistently the top three results, and people give us a shot and end up liking us, hopefully. So uh, that's a great way to support us. Also, if you want to help us uh, cover the bill on this 40 terabytes of data we're pushing, wow. uh, amazon.baldmove.com. If you're using Amazon anyway, I'm a big Amazon fan. Uh, use our affiliate link because what that does is it costs nothing to you and gives us a little bit of Amazon's profit. Um, and, you know, a couple hundred of you guys doing that, and it's super easy to uh, pay our bills. So we appreciate everyone that's doing that and supporting us so far. Uh, third, uh, if nothing else, tell a friend. You know you're sitting there at work chuckling in your cubicle. Uh, you know, mention, hey, listen to The Walking Dead. It's a vile podcast that talks about <laughs> – Human centipedes. Human centipedes involving a family member and a newborn zombie fetus. Uh, it's good, clean, fun for the whole family. Check it out. Oh, yeah. Uh, we'd appreciate that, too. Definitely. That's it. That's all for the, the, the pimping department. All right. Well, we have a spoiler section that we're going to hit. We uh, do. After and the it's, music. it's action-packed. Yep. We've got some, I mean, you know, not a lot of hardcore show spoilers, but a lot of comic book talk and a listener taking us to task about some of the comments we had last week. So stick around after the music for that if you want to hear it. If you'd rather remain spoiler-free, we will see you next week. And with that said, until next time, I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. with the spoiler section let's go ahead and run the preview for next week let's there on the next episode of AMC's The Walking Dead why are we locked up in this room you're not prisoners here you're guests we want our weapons destroy our community I'll die before I let that happen I'm separated from the rest of them tell me where they are I'll bring them in for a longer look at the oh, next shit. episode of AMC's The Walking Dead, go to amctv.com. I don't know why I decided to put the whole promo in there, but uh, yeah, looks uh, we've got a we've got a new 
uh, entry into shitty southern accent off. Yeah. The governor's I can't, bringing the thunder. I can't help but see Liam Neeson every time I look at him. <laughs> yeah, right. Am I wrong? And he kind of got that sound. Yeah, totally. Right? If you leave Woodbury now, I just need that'll to see, be the end of it. I just need to see him fight a wolf. <laughs> but if, you, if you try to destroy this community, I will find you, <laughs> and I will kill you. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, a pack of wolves take him down. That'd be a radical comic departure. <laughs> Definitely. So let's Maybe talk can... some let's talk some spoilers. because um, I didn't really have much to say about that preview other than holy shit Merle and hey a helicopter crashed and crazy stuff happens. Jesse so you... B's got synopsis for the first for right. the next three shows. Did you want to say something else? I was just gonna ask you if you think that helicopter crash is gonna lead them over to the prison. It does in the comic book. Okay. It's it's slightly different the way they're doing it. And Do you I like think it. they'll? Follow I really the comic like how they're. I really like how they're remixing the comic up. Yeah, because yeah. like I, you know, I suspect they're going to do certain things, but they're remixing the characters and remixing the situations, and it's still like even if it unfolds how I expect, it's going to probably be just different enough that I'm surprised. So I like it. Yeah, kudos on that, uh, Mazera. Episode three hundred three entitled "Walk with Me." Uh, the synopsis is Andrea and Michonne find a new community of survivors. A decision must be made. What do you think the decision is? Whether or not to kill them all. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know. Episode 304, Killer Within. The group is severed, placing lives in jeopardy. Merle has a request for the governor. Okay. Bring me the hand of Rick. <laughs> Probably, yeah. I- I'd assume it's help me take out Rick because he's been lurking in the bushes. He's seen Carol. Well, I assume that that's him lurking in the bushes. Mm -hmm. So he's probably going there for an army. Here's the bombshell. Rick 305, say the word. Rick struggles after another loss. Michonne is suspicious of the governor. Lori. No. Who could do... Seriously, though. That's a a finale. No, no, no. That's a finale. No, she's not a finale. (laughs) Yes, she is. All right. There's going to be... It's either going to be... You watch. It's either going to be 308... Or 313. Okay. Fiesta Tex-Mex music. <laughs> um, so major character death in either uh, 04 or 05, says Jesse B. Uh, looks that way. Looks that yeah. way. Unless he's uh, crying over a bag of corn. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, the bag of corn. Zombie blood everywhere. Yeah, I don't have any guesses as to who that could be. So in the comic, uh, Carol and Lori have this... Like, like Carol's got this weird idea that she wants to have like a Mormon style multiple, multiple wife, sister wife relationship with with Rick and Lori. Did we not just get done with this shit with Shane? No, but this is a different take. It, and, it is, and I was different fleet I, I, I didn't believe it because Rick and Lori are kind of on the rocks, unlike in the comics at yeah. this point. But Carol and Lori are definitely getting chummy in ep- this episode. They're teasing each other about what a mess they looked like. Definitely. So I maybe got they're that. gonna just leave Rick out of it. That's that's on. It's a possibility. <laughs> just, I, that wasn't a joke. I yeah, was, I was serious. Sister wives not needing the brother husband. <laughs> Why not? He's not really in the picture anymore. You no, know? no. So uh, Mike uh, Mike G from New Jersey says after seeing how Carol is now going to be stepping up to help Lori at the baby, I was wondering if you think that she will either mess up and kill Lori or the baby while trying to deliver it, or Herschel will jump in and save her. Um, Herschel's not going to jump into anything. It's <laughs> true. One leg. He'll hobble over. Yeah. Uh, Carol, uh, but in the end result, the child will die. Carol will be filled with remorse and attempt to bed with her favorite badass rather than trying to get in bed with Lori and Rick. 
Uh, okay, so who's our favorite badass? Oh, Daryl. He's on yeah. my Daryl. Okay, I thought maybe because Rick's putting uh, his his name in the badass hat there. Oh yeah, he's the the badass of the group now. Um, rather than trying to get in bed with Rick and Lori, contra from to what I said, just like she did in the comic, uh, Dale will reject her, and that's how she we will get to see her so filled with the regret that she offers that she offs herself uh, via Walker suicide. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? Um, why would Daryl reject her at this point? Do you think he would take it personally that she fucked up the delivery? I mean, it seems like the odds are you're going to fuck up a delivery if you don't know what you're doing, and it's going to have to be. Yeah, uh, I don't know. There's why why are we why are we talking about C-section? Is that just like she's trying to prep it? Yeah. Or yeah. Is, does Lori need to have one? Well, she said in the episode, I think that um, the, Lori's the, first kid was delivered by C-section. Her second one probably will have to be as well. Okay. So she's I don't think that's that. true, but it's probably if there was a problem but that's what with she the first, said. yeah, you know. So, I'm just quoting the episode. Okay, gotcha. All right. Um, any other thoughts on that, or moving on? No, I feel like I had something, but you uh, got me sidetracked. All right, cool, <laughs> awesome. Adam McInn says uh, they've now dismissed the entire inmate plot by killing the Hispanic honey badger. I guess that's a price we have to pay for fast-paced episodes. He's worried that all the stuff involving the prison survivors is now out the window. I'm not sure that's true. I'm not either. Because it would be interesting if they gave Axel the Thomas role. Yeah. That he seems like this weak and helpless guy who's harmless and he's actually a lunatic. And honestly, that's what I felt like they were setting us up for. Kind of, yeah. With the harmless act. Which I, that's why I really like about this remix season because you, yeah, your first, your first thought is, well, yeah, they're, you know, they're obviously completely abandoning this. I'm saying, ho, ho, hold your horses. It might not uh-huh. be all close as clear. Maybe that's another loss that we're talking about. Oh, oh, you mean Axel gets a hold of somebody? Yeah. Axel kills Beth or, you know, could like be. That. Axel kills Herschel. Axel be. cuts off another leg of maybe this is maybe Herschel loses another leg. Do you think they're going to hook up <laughs> his other leg no. or, or, or the arm on the same side Not of his body? Lefty. Not lefty. Uh, do you think they're going to hook up Carl and Beth? Uh, because isn't there kind of that sort of relationship define, in the prison? Define hookup. Are we talking Jersey Shore hookup? I'm talking like, what happens in the, the jail between the, a couple of the kids. I don't remember who they were exactly. Sophia and, and Carl, they had like a kind of a sweetheart relationship, but it wasn't like... Yeah, yeah. I don't mean about chicka wow wow hookup. Yeah, <laughs> Am I, am I wanting to see a remake of Kids? No. No. Fuck no. But I can Larry see... Clark directing the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that would be kind of interesting. I, I like their... Um, I'm trying to put myself in a position. So like Beth is like supposed to be 17? I think so, yeah. And Carl's looking 13. 13. But, but he's supposed to be 13, supposedly. Uh-huh. So would a 17-year-old girl in a zombie apocalypse be attracted to a 13-year-old boy? I I, I, know. I know I know that there's like sixteen seventeen year old guys would be attracted to thirteen fourteen year old girls, <laughs> but I think, I, I think she'd can, be more likely to swoon over Glenn, honestly. Right, and yeah. and because you know it's just because Carl's is so immature, and I feel like girls mature faster anyway. That that's going to be even in zombie apocalypse a little bit of a bridge too far. I disagree that Carl's too immature. Really, I think Carl's growing up fast. He is in gro- this world, but he still acts. A little, you know, like the thing, his blow up with his mom. Yeah, yeah. 
you know, like the correct answer would just be like roll your eyes and walk away. <laughs> sure. So anyway, uh, so are you ready for the the big uh, spoiler? Um, oh no, there's actually no, there's no like big spoilers. There's uh, no. We got one more, and then Nicole, where she takes us to task. Okay. Uh, Rachel from Cleveland says uh, she's got two things she's looking forward to. Uh, Glenn and Maggie and the governor. In the comic, the governor entertains people of Woodbury by forcing outsiders to fight to the death gladiatorial style. I can't remember where or when, but the run-up to the season premiere, the actors who play Glenn and Maggie both hinted that the relationship might become a liability this season. Yes, they keep each other huh. going, but the governor knows about the relation. If the governor knows about the relationship, he might use this to manipulate them. Prediction: Glenn and Maggie are forced to fight each other for Woodbury's entertainment. That would be cruel <laughs> and badass. I don't think you can force them to fight each other, but you could definitely put them in a ring with zombies. You, I yeah, it's. I mean, what do you threaten them with? Death if they don't fight each other. I mean, I, it's Kirk and Spock, right? Right. I mean. Except so, for Glenn's going to be suffering from pond fire. Is that what you're getting at? <laughs> Every uh, seven years, Koreans experience a sex lust. Oh, my God. They must mate. All uh, right. Yeah, that's too far. Okay. Number two, Andrea and the governor. Last week, you guys speculated the emotional impact of governor's abuse of Michonne wouldn't resonate with the TV crab. Instead of offering up Daryl, what if this plot gets picked up by Andrea? She's become a badass woman, and we know she's prone mm. to flying off the handle, like when she pointed a gun at Rick in season one. Oh, my God. She was trigger-happy in season oh, yeah. one and two. Uh, Michonne is originally tortured by the governor because she attacks him in a fit of rage. After he attacks Rick, I can see Andrea doing something similar. If Andrea was tortured, hopefully mercifully off-screen, it'd have the emotional impact of the, com- uh, of, of the comic punch. So she's saying instead of Michonne, yeah. because you know I think it was TJ last week said that that – Having her getting uh, tortured wouldn't be as effective because we don't know her as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Andrea. That's a good stand-in, yeah. I mean, we do know Andrea, and we I, I kind of think of her as one of the she, more interesting she characters. She improbably turned it around in the last, uh, yeah. last season because I really didn't like her up until the last half of last season. Yeah, so that could definitely be effective, yeah. All right, so we got a a – somewhat weighty topic to talk uh, talk about nicole writes us in said i just listened to your podcast of seed i feel compelled to write about something you guys talked about in the spoiler section the conversation began with you reading feedback from a listener tj from michigan he wrote about in the comics that michonne gets raped he felt that because she's only been briefly introduced and the audience doesn't have affection for her yet being raped wouldn't be as big a deal right now then he speculated that if they switched it up and had the same brutal act happen to daryl that would be a big deal imagine how cool it would be when he gets his revenge um, I was unnerved by that feedback. I understand what the listener was saying. People feel reverberations of violent acts when they know the victims more than people who read about them in the papers. However, there's an implication that the audience would feel a stronger reaction to Daryl's rape than they would to a female character. I mean, Lori was almost raped. Carol's abused. People don't really talk about that anymore. You discussed how crazy and ballsy it would be if the show had a man raped. I disagree. We talk about that almost every episode. Well, <laughs> we remind and, and people last of episode, the rape. anyway, when Shane was still alive. Okay. Um, anyway, stop interrupting, Nicole. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, you discussed how crazy and ballsy it would be if the show had a man raped that it would punch the audience in the face. The audience would see the revenge, see, want to see revenge on epic scale. The words and tones you use basically communicated that rape is a crime against women, and that if a man is raped, he is put in the position of a woman, and that cannot be tolerated. Furthermore, you asked, would it hurt Daryl's character at all to be raped? 
Uh, question mark. To be raped, confirmed. No, I don't think no. so. It's not like he asked for it. No, of course he didn't ask for it. I'm saying, would it make him seem weaker for getting in that position? And I said, there are probably people who make the argument. She says, no rape victims, regardless of their sex or the sex of the rapist, are to blame for the act of violence against them. Rape is an act of aggression. Agreed. No rape victims ask for it. It doesn't matter what their sex is or what they're wearing. As to the question of weakness, the implication there is that only a weak man or a lesser man, a man who is like a woman, would allow himself to be overtaken. Those few words you two exchange are basic examples of blaming the victim. This happens too often in society. No, in, what? No, hey, I'm almost no. done. We're All living right. in a time when people are actually seriously using phrases like legitimate rape. It's more than a little scary. I'm a fan of what you guys do and will continue to think of you guys as good ones. All right. Are so you done with that email? I am done. Because I 100% disagree with the conclusion that she came to that – that last paragraph is just like not what we were saying at all. Well, it's we are not blaming the victim at all. No, I mean, but I and think, she says as much when she quotes us. She says like, do, would it hurt Daryl's character? No, no, it wouldn't. He didn't ask for it. We're not blaming him. Well, just like I said that if you okay, so it's like, do you think less of Marcellus Wallace because he got raped in Pulp Fiction? No, nobody comes away huh. thinking Marcellus Wallace is a pussy. However. I think what she's saying is the fact that you asked that question implies that there is a large part of the audience that would, and I think that's true. I do too. Which and is that's why you said some is, people would argue that. It is. So it's like I don't I, – I guess what I'm asking you, Nicole, is do you think by acknowledging the fact that society has that fucked up double standard that we are endorsing it? Um, yeah. I, and one of the reasons I was excited, and I think that I didn't – I wanted to get off the air, and I didn't speak clearly. <laughs> and we talked about this after we went downstairs and were posting. I said, man, mm-hmm. this might be controversial because I didn't yeah. I didn't articulate myself very well. Is I think it would be awesome precisely because it would be so challenging. Yeah. And I mentioned I, – because I, I responded kind of lengthily to Nicole in an email, and I said, you know, I can only think of like three male characters that have been raped in all of pop culture. Mm-hmm. Um, Lawrence – T.E. Lawrence from Lawrence of Arabia, Ned Beatty in Deliverance. Yeah. <laughs> And Marcellus Wallace. Yeah. It is a a shocking thing. And I think, you know, it's like I said to her, just like when Kirk kissed Uhura Mm -hmm. against his will in Star Trek, and that got a lot of people up in arms and talking about interracial relationships, maybe seeing a beloved badass character like Daryl going through this and seeing that it doesn't make him less of a man and he is a victim and it, it could happen to anyone. And, and that's that. That would be good for our society to process that. I gotcha. Because you know, it's like you can't blame society for being primitive in certain areas. You know, it's like it is. It is what it is. The only thing you can hope for is that people have moments of enlightenment where they connect and say, "Oh, I understand this in a way." Because it's not like I don't think any, even the broest of bros, making cruel cows rape jokes is really pro rape. There are people, but, well, man, I don't know, because a lot of, man, there's just a lot of fucking rapists out there, honestly. I was going to say, yeah, I don't think we need The sheer number of women that have either been raped or put in situations where they almost got raped or were sexually battered is staggering and totally Mm -hmm. unacceptable. And as a society, we need to make, like, if if they're, if you got friends that routinely make women uncomfortable or or get liquor in them and do stuff like that. 
you fucking it's your job to call them out and say that that's not cool to not tolerate it uh, I, I agree with everything you said there um the reason that i agreed with you about daryl being raped versus Lori being raped being more effective is because daryl has been built up as this strong character yes and so to see him in a weak position like that would certainly affect us more yes right and i'm not saying that he's at fault for that sure i'm saying that it's a dramatically it would, it, yes it would take a character that we know as a tough person and show him in a weak position and, and and that would challenge the audience of how they feel about the situation how they feel about the character it's the same thing that would happen if if we saw rick the badass popping zombies heads off left and right with his revolver and all of a sudden it gets knocked out of his hand oh my god he's in a weak position now we're worried for him you mm-hmm. know like to to see daryl weaken like that would not hurt his character, but it would have an impact on us. Right. But I think... So that's where, that's where I'm coming from. But I think you asking that question does show that there, that the society does have that fucked up double standard. It's and, and I've said in the past that I sometimes ask questions on here just to see, just to broach the topic. Right. Because I ask a question doesn't mean I believe what the question is saying. Right. Right. So... So, but no, but, I, but I'm with you there. Yeah. I, I can see, like I said, because I was worried, you know, obviously enough to talk about it after the cast. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you wrote in Nicole so we could talk about it because I personally like when we get to talk about, you know, things like the abortion pill and this <laughs> issue like this and, yeah. and, you know, really kind of challenging societal topics uh, on the podcast. And, you know, I don't want to belabor it or, or bring it down too much, but it is it is something important to talk about and something that I feel strongly about. I love a good Heart of Darkness revenge story. One of my yeah. favorite books of all time is Tom Clancy's Without Remorse about a guy, who a badass who is wronged and fucking kills everyone as a result. And there's something yeah. very satisfying about seeing someone victimized and someone powerless decide you know what fuck all you people and take justice in their own hand now do i want vigilantes all over the place no but you know it's like uh samuel jackson said it best yes i killed them and i hope they rot in hell sometimes (laughs) it feels good to see see you got a righteous vengeance like that take place yeah full stop okay i think that's a show that's it all right Well, thank you, everybody, for writing in with those spoilers. Uh, And that's it. We'll see you next week. Yep. Good night, guys. And girls.